You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada, and I am thrilled because you don't just get one guest, you get two today, Arthur and Marissa. Arthur is the co-founder of Tentry, tentry tentry.com. You probably have heard of, you might even be wearing some Tentry right now, award-winning entrepreneur and creative director with a proven product and brand experience, Uh, impact investor and advisor for brands, helping make our world a better place, making things that matter. Tentry, of course, is a, a fellow B Corp and very famous for their Instagram posts that just went wild there. But more importantly, Marissa, founder and CEO of Still, she started the company with the intention of empowering women like her to get things done. She successfully launched two Kickstarter campaigns, holds a 20 on the rise award and won a 30 under 30 award. In 2017, Marissa was diagnosed with MS and it has completely shifted her focus in life. Exercise, living mindfully and eating well are now at the top of her priority list and running her business is keeping her strong. Marissa is also passionate about thrifting, DIYing, decorating, and cooking vegetarian meals. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, it's so nice. So Marissa, tell us those that have yet to discover still, what is still and why do we need this in our life right now? So still basically started as a a kind of a, a need kind of passion project because I was a busy young woman with a busy schedule, as we all do. And I have always been somebody that has relied on planners and notebooks. I've always just been a pen to paper person. And I saw kind of a gap in the planner market, at least at the time, you know, I was 24 and there just wasn't anything that really existed for like the modern woman, so to speak. A lot of things for like moms and, you know, scheduling like your academics. So for like school and things like that, but nothing really that focused on just like getting shit done as, you know, a modern woman with like a busy social life, busy job, maybe working a side gig, maybe, you know, working at a restaurant at night, like those kinds of things. So yeah, I basically decided I needed to empower women to get more things done and do it in style. So that's that where the awesome. uh, the planners and everything came from. And men that are watching and listening, can they get this as well? Is this okay for a man to have a still? Planner? Absolutely. It's actually okay. funny because I think throughout like 2020, we saw so many more men kind of adopt this kind of, I want to say lifestyle, just because I think in general, people were feeling a little bit more helpless when it came to like, I don't have someone leaning over my shoulder all day being like, oh, you should be doing this. Oh, you should be working on that. So it was a lot of like, you know, self-starting things and like knowing what to do and knowing how to build your schedule. And I think a lot of people were struggling. So we saw a lot of people come to us to just seek help to be like, how can I be productive and not just like sit around until 11 o'clock in the morning and then realize, oh, like, shit, I should be getting work done. So, yeah, we've had a lot more men. We actually had my first straight male customer buy one of our purple, like, lavender-colored planners the other day because he was like, I like purple. I was like, good for you. Yeah, get after it. (laughs) So, yes, we don't just target women. I mean, 
I am female. Our almost entire team is female with the exception of Arthur. So, you know, we know our own type very well, but that doesn't mean that our principles don't apply to the male demographic as well. And speaking of Arthur, who is here as well, thank you, Arthur, for joining us Still here. on this conversation. Marissa, <laughs> when did you meet and what was it like being an entrepreneur and then getting together with another entrepreneur and, and how has that worked out? Like, what are you seeing kind of the, the benefits of that? Are you wanting Arthur to answer this or me? Marissa, I want to hear your perspective when you met him. <laughs> when, when was that? What was that like? We met in 2017 on Bumble. Did the whole swipe right move on Arthur and I had to start the conversation. So it's all thanks to me that this is all even happening, you know, with the whole Bumble app situation. But yeah, it was funny because Arthur had a very distinct sense of humor that I hadn't, I guess, come across before in my life. So he was poking a lot of fun at like the fact that he was like, oh, you talk about work a lot. We would probably get along well then because I work a lot and I work all the time. So I think... For us, what has always worked really well is that we both have things that we're very passionate about and we don't like rely on each other to give each other entertainment because we just have so many things going on that like we we know how to entertain ourselves very well and we just need someone there who can relate to some of the things that we're struggling with. So I think we've been able to support each other a lot in just different ways I'm much more of an extrovert and Arthur is much more of an introvert. So those kind of like balancing things I think have come in really handy where, you know, he kind of (laughs) makes me check myself and I do the same thing. And I think I challenge him to go bigger and to do more and to say more and to be freer. And like, you know, so I think we've got a really good kind of like balance between the two of us. It's amazing. Now, Arthur, Flashback, 2017, you're on Bumble. What season was Tentry in at oh, the time? Man. Well, it probably would have been uh, fall of 2018. Was at that time we were working about a, a year ahead. Now, now yeah. it's okay. probably two or more. I think around there. Fall 18 was in yeah. my head. Yeah. And the company, was it global at this point? Which season or stage of the business was it at? Like, were you national? Was it growing? Or was it kind of like, man, you were just getting started? Oh, it's funny to think, because yeah, 2017 is nearing, yeah, five years ago, we had just moved our office out to Vancouver. We originally started the business out of Regina, Saskatchewan. So we spent about four years there, and then we kind of split. We had a, a Vancouver HQ, and then a Regina HQ, and that was, you know, starting kind of my new life here, you know. As entrepreneurials do, I uh, work a lot and not having a lot of time to really connect and meet people. And so it ended up working really well to have a, that connection over Bumble with someone else who kind of shared a lot of the same gripes with being entrepreneurs as me. So it was it was perfect timing. It's amazing. Now, how would you balance it? Like, say, Arthur, if you're like head down, you've got, you know, some creative do or you got some, you know, projects do and Marissa's kind of ready to be like, hey, I need to get out and go, you know, rest or actually get some rejuvenation. I've been at it all day. Like, how do you guys find that balance of just even your own scheduling? Speaking of scheduling things, <laughs> how did you find it work? Well, I think, I mean, for us, both being entrepreneurs, you spend a lot of time per week on your business. And I think the biggest thing between both of us is having the mutual understanding and acceptance that that's the norm for us. So, kind of understanding like what burnout is or understanding, you know, it's when busy season is and when things are going to be like, you know, we're not going to be able to have vacations for like three or four months or even go see our friends. 
So I think it was less like rigid in terms of how we were or have been scheduling and planning things, just the general awareness of it. Like we can both relate. We know come Black Friday, it's just like all hands on deck, ordering food every night uh, and, and, you know, not getting a lot of sleep. That's kind of the, the balance. Yeah. And Marissa, what about that time, that season of life? And those that don't know this yet, but like I remember it as an Instagram user, uh, like Ellen, for example, shared this image of a little tree in a square, shared it on her stories and said, you know, double tap this to plant a tree. And Ellen was one of many celebrities who shared this amongst many of my friends and peers and colleagues. The day that that Instagram post truly went viral and went huge. Marissa, what was it like for you watching your partner manage this thing or or kind of watch this thing erupt? Well, it's kind of interesting because I obviously I get to be a part of Arthur's creative process from day one. And I get to be a part of like the, is this a good idea or should it be this instead? You know what I mean? So then like I get to be like part of the vetting process of like, here are two ways this could really go. And like, this is what we're thinking or, you know, is this a really dumb idea or is it really good? And so it's kind of fun to be, you know, also for Arthur to obviously respect my opinion on the work that he is doing means a lot to me. And, you know, to see something that I know he has put everything into succeed so well. I mean, it's absolutely no surprise to me. I am never surprised at any of Arthur's successes because I know how much he puts into things and I know how much care and how much attention to detail goes into everything he does without ever like missing a single thing. So there was no doubt in my mind it was going to be successful. And when it was actually happening, I think the only thing I told him to do was like, take some like credit for this, you know, like make sure you pat yourself on the back and say like, I made this happen. Like I am proud of myself and my team, you know, and it was really wonderful. We went and celebrated. I think we went for beers at a pub and Arthur gave a speech to his team and it was so moving because, you know, I could tell that I was coming from such a genuine place of him being so proud of the people that, you know, were on his small team that made that happen. So I loved obviously being a part of every little step of it. It's amazing. And are there those that don't know the facts? Give me just kind of the Coles notes of what you did that, you know, historic birthday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure a good chunk of people may have remembered the egg post. Yes. This was during like the football season of, I guess, 2018, 2018. We saw this post erupt and the, and the, the kind of concept behind it was really anti-influencer. And I think that was the sentiment and kind of still is a lot to this day. The goal was like, well, if Kim Kardashian's photo of uh, holding a baby or something is like the most liked image on the planet. It's saying a lot for society. So I think there's this kind of small rebellion happening in social media. So we thought to ourselves, if people are willing to like something that's in a lot of ways, like it's anti, it's negative. And the reasoning behind it, we thought that they would be equally likely to do something that's has a positive action behind it and motivating people to spread positivity more so than, you know, indirectly that negative aspect. So we created a post with the goal to plant a bunch of trees for the likes that we got. It was, you know, 10 to one ratio at the time we had our goals set and we, you know, we smashed through them in like a matter of hours and we're scrambling to kind of figure out what to do next. And 
yeah, as you said, it kind of reached viral status, I'd say. I think the total count was like 17 million or something like that. And then uh, about two weeks later, a week and a half later, Instagram decided that they're going to remove likes from the app. So we got to set that bar really high and then just like walk away from it because yeah. no one can touch it anymore, uh, which you, is really... You were the mic drop yeah. for, of likes on Instagram. Like I've <laughs> got right. to say, like, and it's so cool that it came from it's Vancouver, over. from yeah. some guys from, you know, Saskatchewan, which I think is so cool. And tree planters, correct? Is that... Yeah. Okay. And... When you created the company, what point was the flip in your head or was it always to say, we're going to become a B Corp? We're going to go through the process and stand for something that's pretty amazing. Well, I think the sustainability side of the mission was always in the DNA of the brand. So B Corp specifically wasn't like something that we aspired to from day one. That was more maybe 2017, 2018, we started to look into getting certified. And as a new new business, a small business, these things cost money to do. They cost money to get the certification to do the audits and all that. So definitely always on our radar. And I, you know, one year we went through the process of getting that done and we were, yeah, it was a monumental moment for us. And I think it's like, again, I saying setting the bar, another example of us setting the bar internally of like, yeah, we plant trees, we planted a lot of trees, but what else can we do to continue to be better, to be our best? So B Corp's a great example of that. And I think it's also a great certification that any business can look towards, not just give back brands that have a, a sustainability focus. It can be anyone. I think, you know, again, in a similar situation now with still, at the point where it would be a good place to start getting that set up. Again, like I said, as a startup, it takes the time, it takes energy, it takes money to do it. So just about kind of evaluating the priority there. And and it is definitely something that's on the radar to, uh, I guess, get the second company I've been a part of uh, under a V Corp check. So excited for that too. That's awesome. I, at one point we went through the process, we got approved. And again, it, it's a budgetary thing. And so I remember at one point we just didn't have the budget to renew it up one year. And so we, I don't know, technically did not have status, but I think even just going through the process of it, you can get points. And, and those that don't know, it's an incredible point system and it's out of a hundred and you got to get 75 or 80 plus points to get this certification, but much like organic rating or things like that. But one of the point systems you can get is if you add a certain piece of text to your shareholders agreement, which is about, you know, not just being for the benefit of shareholders, but for the world, the environment and the people around you. So it's a pretty awesome cause there. So I got to ask, what are you excited about these days, Arthur? Like what's kind of waking you up in the morning? You know, what's revving you up or or what are you seeing in the future? Like if you had a crystal ball right now, and I know it's, you know, we all don't have them, but like, what do you see in the future for yourself and, and you? My passion has led me down a path of creating things that make a difference or making things that matter, as I like to say. I am what I would call myself an inventor. I like to create. Uh, I really am driven by that personally. So I see myself continuing to create, whether it's through the brands that I'm working for, you know, potentially something new down the line. But I think in terms of crystal ball, like... There's a lot of opportunity out there in the sustainability space that I'm still really excited for. Two categories that like excite me right now are the food category and and still apparel. When it comes to apparel, I think there's a really massive shift towards purchasing secondhand and creating that marketplace. So starting to see that really take off. You know, you've got IPOs happening for these companies that were, you know, once a small little reselling app that are blowing up and 
you know, you're seeing it more and more with just culturally with friends and family that are adopting the mentality of buying secondhand, not just for clothing. So I see that. And then when it comes to the individual's impact on how they can help better our planet and make an individual impact, that's where food comes in that I'm also excited in the sector there. So Marissa and I are both vegetarians. She's the cook. As you know, she mentioned in her bio, she's also the excellent bio writer. This is five times longer than mine. <laughs> but yeah, so we've been really subscribing to the vegetarian diet and lifestyle and trying to make as much of an impact as we can and seeing that industry grow as well. The technology that's evolving in the plant food space is it's exploding in the same way that I've seen that explosion in sustainability with apparel. And as we know, the number one thing that an individual can do to help the planet is to adopt a plant-based diet. So knowing that that technology is advancing, it's becoming more easily adaptable to people to make that transition. I see really big changes coming there as well that I'm excited about. And then, I mean, lastly, I'm super stoked about working with Marissa, empowering women in business. I think this is another area that, you know, we've seen more and more momentum in this conversation through social media, especially, you know, in the last year and a half and really finding a way to help her build that community to empower other women to be successful and build their careers. It's amazing. Now, Marissa, empowering women in business, what does that mean for you for this next year? What are you looking for? What are you, what are you excited about in this upcoming season? So basically, you know, it's been really interesting, obviously, with this whole pandemic. We actually, early 2020, February 29th, we opened a brick and mortar store that was open until March 16th and then closed forever. (laughs) So had big plans to have a store, to have events, to do networking things. And we had like a little co-working area. All of that is obviously dead. But when it comes to like, you know, that obviously being a very negative thing, I think that there's a lot of positives that have come out of that. And I think that is just the part that people are, like so much more aware of us now than they were before. And I think a lot more people are sharing ways that they are staying organized, working from home. And I think a lot of people are struggling and people need help with everything from just like general gratitude to like, you know, practicing your mindfulness and making sure you're exercising. Like all of those things I think are very important. And I think that especially now that you're at home, it's so easy to not do those things. And I'm guilty of them myself. I think it's very easy for me to come up with excuses not to do certain things, especially I think people now being at home feel like they're not being productive because they've also got to do laundry. They're also making lunch. They're also having to take their dog out for a walk. And like all of those things I think are, you know, so much more real and they're so much more aware of now than they were before. So I think for us, We're going to continue supporting people in whatever way that we can. I have a slightly bigger team now, so I have the ability to create more blog content, to, you know, create more tools for people to feel like we've got their back and they're not going to lose that momentum. Because I think that January is such an amazing month because everyone's like setting goals and going to the gym and eating healthy and setting all of these like habits and tracking them and being so great. And then you get to June and it's like, all of that is just garbage. Like no one remembers anything that they said that they were going to do is actually, you know, they're still doing. So I think 
finding ways for us to continue supporting people throughout the year where we're not just saying like, oh, here's a planner. Good luck. You know, see you in three months or see you in six months. It's like, you know, sign up for our newsletter, get, you know, content that will help you kind of stay positive and, you know, stay motivated. And so that's something that I'm really trying to work a lot more on is just having the additional touch points with our customers. That's not just a purchase. That's amazing. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tell me about the journal. I got it at one point and I can't remember the name of it, but you open it up and it's like three things that you're thankful for or like what are your hopes for the day? It, but it's just asked two questions. Do you know the one morning, evening? Have you um, seen this one? Gratefulness journal. Had, like a thankful. Is it our daily journal? Like it's just like kind of like a mindfulness journal? Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen like that. Like a soft cover? Like, okay. <clears throat> yeah. But it doesn't, you can't plan anything at it. It's no. just a design to be thankful for. So I feel like we had a guest on the show who, who posted actually early in COVID about, you know, we couldn't go to hairdressers anymore. And so he would go on these Zoom calls with people whose roots were showing, both men and women. And he went on to say, his name was Ron Tite. He went on to say, you know, people's true roots were showing though. We began to see people's homes and their pets and their, yeah. you know, their children their kids, yeah. and their, yeah, their messy sinks, right? Like I was on a call yesterday, my sink was showing, right? And I feel like <laughs> our roots are showing as people. And I feel like, Marissa, what you've done with this journal is that you look at a person as a whole person, someone who is not only doing stuff as an entrepreneur, but then they probably have to take care of their health as well. Mm-hmm. And I tell me about that. What has it been like to create a holistic journal that I feel like captures the whole person? Well, I think it's so much more than just a journal. I think the journal Mm -hmm. is just like a nice to have. And I think it makes it easy for people to kind of check in with themselves every day. But I think in general, what we try to do is to help them build an entire lifestyle and to really like make sure that, you know, they are 
following through on the things that they are saying that they want to do, because it's so easy to say that you want to do those things and then not actually do them. Where I feel like, you know, if you have the right planner or the right journal, you have some accountability, you have like a little bit of an accountability partner on your side that allows you to go back and like, you know, say you use the journal for three months and you want to go back to like, what did you put down on your first day that you used it? And then just compare those kind of like shifts in yourself. I think that's so powerful. And I think like knowing that there are other people out there that are struggling with the same thing. That's why we get a lot of like women who share the same planner in their circle of friends because they like to be able to exchange advice. They like to be able to like get tips from each other. They keep each other accountable. And, you know, we often have people reach out and say like, I want to get these for my entire team because I just know that it's going to help all of their productivity. And it's something that we can discuss together, even though we're apart. So amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I don't know the exact number, but there's something about when you write down a goal versus think of a goal, the X percentage of people who actually get that goal done when you've written it down. Do you know yeah, that number? Do you know that I'm talking about? I don't think I know the exact percentage, but all I know is that when you take pen to paper, your brain will remember it. I think it's like f- four or five times better than if you're just typing it out on the computer because you are bombarded every single day with notifications from social media, from Slack, your email, your calendar, and all of those things. So being able to just like open your book and be like, oh yeah, right. These are all the things that I have to do. And then I think physically checking something off allows your mind to just be like, okay, I'm done with this now. I don't have to think about it anymore. And you don't have to feel like, I feel like I missed something. Like, where was this thing that I wrote down that I, you know, I can't remember how to do or whatever. I actually, I cross out. I have this like thick black marker. I just like put a big black line through all of my tasks and it's just the most satisfying feeling. I also have this weird thing. I feel like some people listening are going to resonate with this so hard. But what I do is if I complete a task that I hadn't written down in my to-do list yet, I'll write it down and then cross it out. Yeah, it's no, so amazing. sad, but it feels so good. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to write no, that down just because I completed amazing. it today and I must make sure that I cross it off. And then you can even look back at then each year you can get a new book, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, actually, and you know what's funny? Years. This stack in the corner right here are mm-hmm. books from the year 2004 to 2010 or 11. That's that awesome. are my own like diaries. <laughs> That's incredible. When I was, so this is in 1994, my graphic arts teacher, Mr. Skur, Mr. Peter Skur, encouraged us to use our Pilot V5 pens to kind of process the day visually. And so I did that actually for five years of my life in high school. And he said, empty your pockets and I'd have scotch tape and I'd process my day that way. And I still I can now that. go back and see these visual experiences I had. So with, special. With, recycled materials and garbage and, and and stuff I that hurt me or challenged me or really amazed me in those days, which I thought was so neat about what you're doing because I feel like so much of what you're doing is also, and maybe you did, I don't know your background, but did you borrow from the examine as well, that kind of ancient spiritual tradition? Was that part of your inspiration or is that, or, so, are you aware of the examine? No, I'm not actually. Okay. So there's, there's this process. It's this kind of 
old spiritual traditions, kind of from the Desert Fathers, the same folks who brought us the Enneagram, which is like the original personality test, was at the end of each day, you would ask these three sacred questions. And so the only thing I've seen close to what you do is this thing called Sacred Ordinary Day, which is, but again, it's a very spiritual journal. But I feel like you took the spiritual parts of it, but made it for people who aren't spiritual or or maybe who are just not religious in any way, Mm -hmm. but kind of blended it together with this amazing planner. It's so cool what you've managed to do. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, I used to be religious. I'm not religious anymore. It's not something that I like practice myself, but my hope is that obviously anyone and everyone has the ability to use our planners. Basically the way that I got to where I am now with the planners is like literally based on the ones that I have in the back here that were daily journals for me. Similar to you, I kept like a bag of M&Ms or I kept like, like if I had to go to the hospital, I kept my hospital bracelet or I would keep it like a movie ticket Mm -hmm. or, you know, like if I went to a theme park, I would keep the little stubs or whatever. It was just all of those things are all in there. They're all taped in there. And they went from being this thick to being like three inches thick, you know, I can flip through and every page is like just a random jumble of things that were going on in my teenage mind. And I love going through those and getting that feeling back of like what it was like to be in the mind of like a 14 year old self, you know, obviously it's very different when you're using a planner as an adult, but I would say the majority of people do not throw them in the trash. They keep them because why would you get rid of, it's almost like you're erasing years of your life. If you get rid of something like that, because Everything kind of tells a story, whether it's, you know, a new business that you started to go back and like, look at what you wrote down, look at what things you're working on and what things you, you know, took notes on and those types of things I think is just so irreplaceable. And I think you said it so well about Arthur of like, as entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes we need that cause for pause or to be reminded, right? If we look back on the fingerprint in our lives of like, the history of like, man, I had a goal for, you know, this post to do this or my company to do this. And we will often as entrepreneurs forget to stop and celebrate. I think we're so excited because I think we're driven by restlessness and drive and to change the world. And so to stop and have a beer is so important. Celebrations are my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> and and so are the, why do you think we need that? Why do you think it, like we don't celebrate enough as entrepreneurs or we don't pause enough? I think you kind of touched on it. I mean, for Marissa and I, probably speaking for her as well, we're always focused on what's next and what's coming down the pipeline. So um, when you always have that kind of growth mentality, you're just focusing on how you can grow as a person, as a business, uh, as a community. And, you know, something like the tools that Marissa creates help better document or schedule or reflect on those things. And I think a lot of us don't really take the time to have that reflective nature, the mindfulness of, you know, looking back and appreciating like the gratitude side of things. And I think, you know, that's one thing I can definitely uh, be guilty of as we were growing Tentry from my first day, like rebuilding our first website. And we had 250,000 trees planted. I thought that was great. And then, you know, that number goes to a million, then it goes to 10 million, then it goes to 20 million. And, and yeah in a matter of, you know, what it seems like weeks or days uh, yeah. when it when it's actually, you know, the course of close to 10 years. So And then you launch socks. Let's not forget that, Arthur. You <laughs> launch socks. And I bought a pair at the airport and I love them, except they're a little too slippery. I find I slip in them on the 
hardwood floor, but on that, they're amazing. And I say my son, my 14-year-old son came home with a 10-tree hat the other week. And I was like, dude, he bought it at the mall. And I'm like, it's so cool. Uh, He's voting in the right uh, direction with his dollar. It's a good kid you're raising there. Yeah. No, it's it's wild. So... uh, Going back, for instance, it's not just planners. You have accessories as well. Like It's not just – you have multiple SKUs in your brand. So tell me about what else someone can get from your site. Yeah, so we have – I mean, paper products are for sure like the number one thing. Actually, yeah. our best-selling product are our planner stickers, which is yeah. a yeah. <laughs> very bizarre thing. But, I mean, yeah. I fully get it. It's funny because when I was talking about doing it, Arthur was like, I don't know if I get it. I don't know if this yeah. makes sense, but I was like, no, it makes sense. Yeah. It's going to do well. So basically it allows you to have like stickers, like you say, like meeting or coffee meeting or, you yeah. know, Zoom or whatever, or it'll say like, yeah. remember this or like important. Yeah. And it's just a little sticky that you put in oh, your yeah. planner. And, you know, instead of writing it down, you can just put a little sticker, makes it look neat. We have these like beautiful oh, yeah. muted colors. So it's like basically like almost like crafting for adults. Like you're just like creating this little. So cool. It's a little bit of like a scrapbooking kind of vibe that anyone can do and it's kind of fun and it just makes it look neat and exciting. And so it adds a little bit of. they're not fuzzy stickers though, right? They're not fuzzy. No, they're like. Or smelly. They're not smelly stickers. mm -mm. They're like paper-based stickers that just have like words on them. I mean, I can show you an example if that helps because I literally have them My daughters have a Melissa and Doug calendar that they love the stickers every month. Every month they get stickers like this, yeah. Marissa, that you're showing for dentists or celebrations. Yep. And that's part of their favorite part every month is to put on the stickers, right? And <laughs> exactly. I think at the core, we're all six and seven-year-olds. I 100%. And, and we all wish we, or we should be more like six and seven-year-olds who are excited about putting stickers because otherwise it's like, oh, I'm going to the dentist. Or like, I remember my first time I brought my son on a sky train. It was like, this is amazing. But as adults, we're like, ah, we're going on a giant, you know, it costs millions of dollars and we're going at light speed and eh. but like, whatever. why don't we pause and think I'm going on a sky train today and you could actually put that sticker in. Honestly, I feel like I kind of live my life that way. I do get very excited about random things and I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I get overly excited about really ridiculous things all the time. It's just the way that I like to live my life, whether it's, you know, a charcuterie board or a good bottle of wine. I get very excited about those things and I, I find a lot of things in life very very enjoyable and one of those things is stickers in my planner so (laughs) but yeah we have other products as well that you know we do purses we have some bags that you can kind of like build sort of like your own like modular kit with we have a sort of like side bag that you can use as a makeup bag we also have a clear tote bag basically the point behind that is like makes it really easy for you to find stuff so you're never like digging through your bag looking for things so yeah we do a few different types of accessories that kind of complement the planners but kind club Yes. Tell me about that. The kind yeah, of so we did I need to know about this. We yeah. did our first kind of like swag collection in the yeah. fall. And it's yeah. something that I've wanted to do for a really long time, but I wanted it to have like the right messaging. And I think with everything that was going on last year, it was just something that I thought would really resonate with everyone of just like knowing and remembering to just to be kind above everything else. And it's something that I really try to live by and do. And I've recently started doing this. This is so random. Like I just give random strangers things. I don't know why, but we were sitting in a restaurant having a drink and this girl was like, I love your necklaces. They're so cute. They're so beautiful. Like, where did you get them? And so I was just like, I'm just going to give it to her. 
Like, I'm just going to take this off and I'm just going to give it to her just because I know it'll make her month. So it was a necklace that I, I mean, it was nice, but it's just a thing, you know, it's just an object. And I was like, the other one I'm wearing has a lot of sentimental value, but the other one was just kind of like, you know what, if it's going to make her day, like, I'm just going to give it to her. And it's something I think that we don't do enough where doing things for other people is something that's really special. And so, Mm. you know, when it comes to kind club, I think that that is a big part of it. That's amazing. I love that line of like, you know, use things and love people. Don't love things and use people. Mm -hmm. I feel like you live that. Thanks. It was uh, funny because in the moment I was like, I've never done this before, but I think I'm doing it. And as I'm taking it off, I'm like, and it's happening. (laughs) It says the stuff doesn't own you. I feel like so much of your website and what you do is just you emulated on this and people can get glimpses of that kind of joy and that childlike faith again to be excited about what's next and to process our days. Thank you. It's It's really... I want to add, it's really interesting, like as a third party here, like Marissa, when we talk about, you know, living your brand DNA, she has that stack of journals since she was in high school. And it really is her character to look to plan forward and celebrate and schedule her time effectively has always kind of been there. These things come out. So like you say, looking at her, her website and, and her community, it's because she truly lives her, her DNA and fosters that mentality for the other users of her product. And as the designer, when you think of Marissa, when you think of the brand, like when you were building out the brand and designing it and working with her on it, I imagine like, is that what you saw in her and what you pulled out of her? Was that cool stuff? Yeah, I think a lot of the newer components of still is really letting that element of her shine. You know, we talk about things like the Kind Club is one example, building more of a community around the product. Like Club Still is exactly. pretty cool. Like, yes, yeah. totally. So the idea, I think when you consider like buying a journal or a notebook, you could go into a Staples and get a yes. cheap notebook that has yeah. lines or dots or whatever you need and yeah. you can write your notes in it. That's not for everybody. And I no. think for the people that want to have a sense of community, they want to have encouragement, they want to have a sense of presence with the product that they're buying. That's um, what Still's really been working on building in terms of like a motivating factor. So you're always seeing how other people are using their notebooks, how other people are using their journals or planners or their work from home setups and how they've adapted that lifestyle and still kind of becoming that hub to create the community to showcase that and build people up and encourage them rather than just, you know, being that exchange of you purchase it and see you later. So yeah, yeah that's, I think a lot of the the progress that we've been working on together is really building out that community and letting Marissa's kind of inner spirit shine through the brand. It's a good way to put inner spirit shining through. And I feel like when I went to University of Victoria, part of my student fees actually went to a planner every year. We were, I don't know, forced to buy our, and we, we bought a planner and I used it. I loved it because I get went from high school to journal drawing to this thing. So it kind of really squished my drawing. quite. So I looked through it and it's like, whoa, those are some tiny drawings. So my drawing spilled over into my school notes, which probably wasn't great for studying. But I feel like one of the biggest things we miss from university that no one teaches us is time management. I feel like, Marissa, you've somehow figured out a way to like, in a sense, kind of pack in time management into a planner, which is so cool. So if someone is using the planner, they get that support and they get the kind of the tools to plan their lives better. Definitely. And I think that that is such a huge thing, especially now that people are kind of left to their own devices. We get a ton of people. I think a lot of parents are struggling who have small kids. Like the gig economy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people who have small children who are at home with them really need to manage their time well, because otherwise you're not getting anything done. And so there's, you know, multiple resources that we have on our blog and different tools that we kind of outline in some of our planners, like our get it done planners, our biggest seller. It's our kind of like productivity focused planner that really allows you to kind of lay out your day in like a very kind of productive way. And allows you to check in on everything that you're, you know, wanting to do every single week. So instead of just being like, okay, like get all these things done, it allows you to actually check in with those things that you, that are, you know, bigger than just your to-do list, whether that's like some goals that you're working on or like rituals that you would like to practice, whether that's, you know, in the morning or in the evening. And that could be anything from, having, you know, a cup of hot water with a slice of lemon in the morning to working out for an hour. You know, it could be so many different types of things or, you know, reading a book at night, or maybe it's just like, I get to watch trash TV for 30 minutes. That's my ritual. And I get to do that. And I get to check that off every day. But I think the main thing with working from home now, and when it comes to time management is making sure that you treat your to-do list as like a, like put everything in there. If you have to buy groceries, put it on there. If you have to clean your bathroom, put it on there. If you have to do laundry, put it on there. And don't just be looking for an excuse to do those things, but actually schedule them into your, into your schedule. Because otherwise you end up just being like, well, I have to get it done. Like I might as well do it now. And then it's just like, you're always finding those little excuses to like walk away from your desk and to like, not actually like buckle down and get things done. I think the other thing that's really important is like knowing what time of day you are your most productive self. Some people are the most productive at 8 p.m. at night and they get a shit ton of work done. And some people do it, you know, at six o'clock in the morning and figuring out like, how do I work my day around making sure that I'm using the time that I feel like I'm going to get the most done and, you know, do other things maybe throughout the day. If like you start working at 9 p.m., like when your kids are in bed and you're just like hustling, that's great. Then spend the rest of your day taking care of your kids and doing other things that maybe don't take as much mental space. That's great advice. That's really good. And yeah, when am I my best me? And even to have a you know, kind of a tracker tool like a planner that can you can look back and be like, wow, when For I sure. put those hard tasks at that time of day, I was more productive. Well, I think by. also like now that people are at home and you don't have to necessarily like subscribe to the nine to five, why not just decide like, you know, change your hours, work on your own time. If that's a possibility for you, you know, sure there's going to be meetings and zoom calls and things like that. But if you know that you get more work done after dinner, then just do it then. Like, you know, no one cares if you're still working at eight o'clock and maybe you end up working out in the morning or making yourself a nice breakfast or whatever it is that allows you to kind of just like ease into your day. So, so yeah, some of the time management, uh, skills or tips that I have. <laughs> love it. I love it. Arthur, I got to know brands that someone should be buying this summer. What's, what's some like, like I'm a person that wants to live sustainably. I don't have a lot of friends like you, Arthur, in my life. So what, what should I buy? If you're like, man, consider this brand or this, maybe a few, if you want to shout out right now that we could be, buy, you know, in a sense, voting with our dollars, like you said, what my son did. It's really funny. I was thinking, I think it was like this morning or yesterday that I haven't bought anything this year 
that is new, like in terms of clothing. Yeah. So when it comes to when it comes to that, like my number one advice is always looking at what you can get secondhand. Yeah. So thrift um, stores, local thrift stores. Thrift stores, one hundred percent. There's a lot of good options that give back, whether it's to animal shelters or women's shelters. Yeah. You can find ones that you know are not just the Salvation Armies and Value Villages. Yeah. Ones that are giving back to the community. Fantastic. I think brands that are in terms of what is next. I think there is a lot of space in the in the footwear industry. I've read a few times that there's a number of 23 to 27 billion pairs of shoes that are made per year. Um, and when I think of waste, like shoes are something that you do throw out. You're not really buying secondhand. So I really like what the Allbirds team is up to in terms of their sustainability mandates. If you're go going to purchase something sustainable, I think yeah. looking at footwear options that are made from recycled materials or can be recycled, super important. Uh, we got a local brand as well, uh, Native Shoes. They've got yeah. sustainability initiative as well. They're looking to really kind of ramp that up and build more sustainability into their product life cycle. So I think for me, yeah, it would be like, if you're going to buy one thing, because most people don't buy shoes used, look yeah. for sustainable options uh, like those. In all your years, did you and Blake Mikowski, did your paths cross? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did actually. In the strangest of places, at a casino in, in Vegas, we played craps together. So. And it was the night before, it was the night he was selling his company. So he was on and off the phone talking about 100 million this, 100 million that. And then two days later, we saw in the news, kind of pieced everything together. But yeah, it was a fun night. That was so the last funny. time, one and only time I saw him. But yeah, when we were starting that the brand, like Tom's was... The I guess for people that don't know, Tom's is the or Blake is the founder of of Tom's, and they were basically the one and only give back brand at the time. And, and then Sevenly, remember Sevenly came Sevenly as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were Their early yeah, days were awesome. Totally, and we looked up to those brands. You know, starting out as what a, a give back brand could be, or what the future brands could be, and they're great examples. That's awesome. I remember I was at the party in New York when Tom launched sunglasses. They went into glasses and I got a pair at this launch party and, and loved them. They were my, but I am always losing sunglasses. And so that was the one time when I lost them. I was so sad because they were such great sunglasses. But I love native shoes. Just anecdotally, they're one of the only pairs of shoes that you can really pass on from kid to kid to kid because they wash so well and clean up so well. They're just great, really comfortable shoes. Yeah, it's awesome. So Marissa, best vegetarian breakfast a person can eat Ooh, i love breakfast. breakfast and i want to eat more vegetarian what should i be looking forward to tomorrow morning what can uh, i be well i mean adapting into my diet i only make this every once in a while but it's arthur's favorite i'm half dutch and i'm half swiss so my dutch grandmother passed on her panakuka recipe which is like a dutch pancake mm -hmm. so what we do is i make it with spinach and cheese and it is just so good. So we have like Dutch pancakes sometimes on the weekend with spinach and cheese. I often will have one with chocolate as well because I have a big sweet tooth. But we don't do like a lot of breakfast. I mean, we both don't eat breakfast, okay. but we'll do yeah. breakfast on the weekend. I do a lot of like dinner, like meals. Yeah. And recently, the I think Arthur's new favorite thing is we do these black bean tacos. They're super, super simple mm -hmm. with like a, awesome. you're supposed to do cilantro lime, but I do like a parsley lime, like aioli, because yeah. 
because I hate cilantro. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always trying to like look for new things. We do cook. I mean, we, I do, I cook a lot with like alternative plant-based meats as well. So, you know, beyond meat and then we'll do like salads with sort of like a plant-based, you know, crispy chicken or something like that. It's honestly so easy to be good to the planet now. And I encourage everyone to experiment a little bit more and just broaden their horizons and maybe take a little bit of a daring step forward in the uh, vegetarian or veganism or whatever you would like it to be. Yeah. And two great vegan brands here in Canada, BC would be uh, like Silver Hills. All their bread is is vegan, which is amazing. And uh, another one's Plant Veda. They have some incredible milk alternatives. I know there's Oatly, you know, the oat milk, but Plant Veda is just a Vancouver born and bred company to check out as well. So yeah, nice I think that, Arthur. you know, Thank vegan you cheeses are going to be kind of like the next thing. And I've been following along with mm-hmm. a few different ways that you can make your own vegan cheese. And it's quite interesting. Yeah, you just get like molds and stuff and you can make like just from like pulp, basically from like nut pulp, you can make your own kind of cheese. It's really interesting. takes a bit of practice and a little bit of a, it's a bit of a process, but something I'm sure I will get into at some point. (laughs) Well, if we can brew our own beer and make our own kombucha, let's start making our own cheese here. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do this. Well, what's funny is um, the last time Arthur and I, not the last time, first time we were in Switzerland together when Arthur met my whole family, we made cheese in the Swiss Alps, real cheese, not vegan cheese. And that, that was a, like out of a movie. It was incredible because we got to like soak our feet in the way after, cause it was like came straight from the cow. It was so cool. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Marissa, Arthur, thank you for being here. Thank you for tag team in this episode. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're going to put a link, of course, in the show notes where you can get yourself a planner that could change your life. Thank you for being here again. And we'll see everyone again next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.